All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. jump into this just so you guys know i'm recording this by the time you guys hear it's probably going to be early to late afternoon when this thing gets released i'm recording this at around 10 45 a.m texas time and i actually have a tumbler of alcohol to my left hand side hashtag i'm committed to the show but as we get this thing going as i was getting ready to do today's show gang i was fucking around on youtube And I saw some bullshit, and I'm just going to keep ranting and raving over fucking Fox News. The, 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 The actual purveyors of fake news and fake fucking outrage. And, and, and I've, I've mentioned this in some of my Twitter videos before, and I've talked about it definitely on my podcast. I mean, fuck me. I mean, you want to talk about, you got to really reach sometimes to be this angry over the dumbest shit possible. With everything going on in the universe, I mean, again, it, it's the cancel culture. It's woke is bad, whatever the fuck that even means. But I'm sitting here and I'm watching them bellyache because I guess Disney is cleaning some shit up. And I guess the kiss between the prince and Snow White, she's asleep, it's not wanted. They did, or they're talking about taking it up. Okay, you know what? I don't give a shit. And you know what? You don't give a shit either. But again, coronavirus is still a topic, even if, even if the numbers are getting better, which it sounds like they are, businesses are still financially fucking struggling big time. And these fuckers are actually complaining about the Snow White issue. Hashtag it's not an issue. Right, y- y'all remember when they went fucking head over heels over Mr. Potato Head? It's a children's toy. I haven't seen a Mr. Potato Head in over three and a half, four fucking decades. This is not a news story. And then, of course, Dr. Fucking Seuss. Also not a news story. They weren't attacked by the woke mob. This isn't cancel culture. Dr. Seuss, the estate, the company, Dr. Seuss realized, hey, maybe there's some racist shit in six of our books. You don't have to turn in your Dr. Seuss book so they can burn them in front of your fucking face. They're just not going to print them anymore. Because guess what? There was some straight up racist ass imagery. And this is what Fox News chose to talk about. Again, gang, rip these assholes off of your fucking subscription. They are toxic. These are not actual fucking news stories, especially with some of the stuff I'm going to talk about today. I mean, again, fuck me. This does not even deserve the bottom two minutes of a news hour. So again, Fox is a fucking joke. But we're going to start today off, gang, with a little bit of somber news. The good news is someone else 
has earned the title of motherfucking. Jake motherfucking Ellinger. Now, this is one of my kids. Now, when I say one of my kids, I played linebacker at the University of Texas at Austin in the early to mid-90s. Jake played linebacker at the University of Texas of Austin right up until about 48 hours ago. Poor kid was pronounced dead at midnight, Thursday going into Friday. For that, he has earned the title of motherfucking. Now, just in case this story couldn't get any worse, eight years ago, if you live in Austin, you know the story. The Ellingers are a great fucking family. They're phenomenal individuals. Ross Ellinger, the father, this was not a morbidly obese man at all. He was in tip-top shape. He went, he and his wife, to San Francisco so that he could run in the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon. You just don't get up off the couch and do that one day, gang. You got to train for that shit. This man was in great condition. Dipped his toes into water, heart stopped beating, bam, that was it. What was supposed to be a kick-ass vacation and a race ended up being a fucking funeral. That happened just eight years ago. And now Jenna, the mother, after burying her husband, now has to bury her son. Jake motherfucking Ellinger. His big brother, he's a letterman. He's a graduate letterman. He's a T-man just like I am. He too has earned the title. So Sam, motherfucking Ellinger, the mother, may Thor give you strength. I mean, fuck me. You buried your husband and now you're burying your son. Jenna, motherfucking Ellinger. They have a sister. She too has earned the title now of motherfucking Morgan motherfucking Ellinger and the dad who passed away eight years ago. Ross motherfucking Ellinger. I'm sorry, y'all. I got to go through this. And as a graduate letterman, I know I speak for the nation. Y'all are in our thoughts. Y'all know good and goddamn well. If you need any of us for anything, you call. And we come running. As a result, we're playing the song. That had to be done. That had to be done. And as always, these are all first takes. Hashtag episode mood killer. El Bubba went outside and his fat ass wanted to come inside during the song. So now I have to get his monkey ass up. Hold on. Shit. Bubba, you're as funny as a fart at a funeral sometimes. I swear to you. 
All right, gang, I was going to talk about this anyway because I got some questions over Twitter uh, earlier in the week. And for those of you who are not aware, the song that I just played is called The Eyes of Texas. Uh, especially for football, that is played well, for all sporting events. That is played after every single game, win, lose, or draw. It's been a school tradition since dinosaurs roamed the earth. Now, last year, when, you know, the University of Texas football team had the audacity to stand up for social issues and say, hey, don't kill black people. Yeah, uh, it was discovered because, gang, I there is no exaggeration. I When that song was played, there were t- I have literally bled while that song was playing. I have broken bones, played with broken bones while that song is playing. Splitting headache from one tackle too many, standing 20 feet from 75 kids blowing those fucking horns. I, I have literally suffered for that song. I kind of like it. But here's the thing. When the football players were using their platform to get across the oh-so-important message of don't kill black people, they uncovered the truth about that song. Now, gang, there is absolutely, positively no question that the eyes of Texas has its foundation in racism. That that is 100% not up for debate. It was used in the 20s during minstrel shows. I'm sure y'all just heard that. Hashtag unprofessional. Ripping paper off my uh, pad there. It was used in the 20s, I think, 20s and 30s, as part of a minstrel show. The whole, um, been working on the railroad, had some assholes it's sitting up there in a blackface, <clears throat> dehumanizing uh, black people, making it easier to kill us. So there's no question, there's absolutely, positively no question that that song has its foundations in racism. So as a result, this generation of Longhorns, because again, we're just finding this out, they didn't want to stand for the song at the end of games. I didn't have a problem with it. This started to take a life, god damn, my voice is gravelly as shit. I'm going to do a little lubrication of the vocal cords. Hold on. You know what time it is. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. And early morning alcoholism. Fuck it. Let's go. The shit hit the fan game at the end of the Texas OU football game. Now, if what I said right there did not make your ass clench up, it's because you don't know about the Texas OU game. This is the football equivalent of the Hatfield and McCoys. You are more likely to see hugs and handshakes between Klansmen and Black Panthers than you are Longhorns and Sooners. It doesn't matter where you're ranked. If you are playing Oklahoma and you're a Longhorn, you're out for blood and vice versa. It is a brutal fucking rivalry. I haven't played that game in over 30 years, and I still hate fucking Oklahoma. Hashtag OU still sucks. After the game, I don't even remember if we fucking won the game, to be honest with you. But after the game, Sam motherfucking Ellinger was pretty much the only person on the field after the game facing the band during the eyes of Texas. 
and the shit went crazy. Went absolutely positively nuts. Some of those kids were getting death threats. They were definitely getting ugly messages. And the big wigs who write the big checks straight up said, those kids stand for the song or I stop writing checks. Now I'll just cut right to the end of it. I guarantee you they'll make those kids uh, stand for the fucking song. I guarantee you. Texas is a business, gang. They're not losing that money. They're going to make those kids stand. But here's the thing. I've said this before with the American flag and all this other bullshit. No symbol can be more important than the people it represents. I think you Christians would call that idolatry. Some of you assholes are so worried about the cross around your neck and the what would Jesus do fucking wristbands that you forget the words that the fucker actually said. Now, again, I, 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 I got a little teary eyed during that song, not just for Jake motherfucking Ellinger. It was because that song fucking moves me still. It really, really does. But here's the thing. Cut right to it. My personal opinion. Excuse me. God damn it. My personal opinion is I am no less of a Longhorn Letterman. Whether you play that song again or whether you make listening to it a penalty punishable by death. I, I am still, if you guys could see the inside of my house, you would understand how much of a not stuff guy I am. I do not care about things. Symbols very rarely move me on that level. My thing I've said for the longest, I am simply trying to pack as much life into this life as I possibly can. Check the box. College football player. I graduated from uh, University of Texas. And you can't take that away from me whether we play the fucking song or not. So it really comes down to, gang, is, is if you were to take everything in this country and boycott it because it has racist foundations, you would have fucking nothing. If you are listening to my gravelly-ass voice in your house, do a little bit of research on the bank that owns your house. And let, I don't know about you guys. I just don't have an extra $350,000 just hanging around as chump change. I had to get a loan to buy a house. A bank owns my home just like they own yours. And I guarantee to you, the bank that you are with right now has racist foundations. It was probably written into their fucking mission statement. Do not do business with niggers, with women, with chinks, with wetbacks. If you were to boycott everything that has racist foundations, you would be homeless, starving, carless. It's just a matter of, is it worth rehabilitating? The police force, 100%, doesn't have racist foundations. It was racist. The original uh, business of police officers in this country, they rounded up runaway slaves. But guess what, gang? We need a police force. We do. So that institution is worth rehabilitating. The church, in my opinion, we don't need it. Some of y'all are going to, well, Robert, what do I do without it? Shut the fuck up. Let me tell you what you do without the fucking church. You go to work tomorrow. You plan a family vacation. You work out. You eat. You fuck. You sleep. You do everything you've always done. If you ask me, I still say the world would be better without the church. 
How do I know that? How do I know you already agree with me? Because if you raised your kids the way apparently God loves us, we would take your fucking kids away from you. You would be deemed the worst parent. What do we always tell our kids? You can do anything you want. Just put your mind to it. That's not what the Christian God says. That life, that's so sacred. The moment you come out of the fucking birth canal, you put two feet on this earth, you are a filthy sinner and you can't do anything right. So I say the world would be better without the church. If you were to strip them all of their titles, pastor, pope, father, rapist, we would be just fine. So as far as I'm concerned, they're not worth rehabilitating. The point is, excuse me, shit, has that song been rehabilitated enough? There's no question the eyes of Texas have racist foundations. Now, depending on which version of the song you look at, the more violent of it, if you don't know the song, it's the eyes of Texas are upon you all the live long day. That's how it starts out. One of the versions of the song was the, it, it was written to intimidate slaves originally. The eyes of the South are upon you, nigger, all the live long day. Now, when you get to the end of the song, the way we sang it, it the eyes of Texas are upon you till Gabriel blows its horn, his horn. The angel Gabriel, the last thing you see before you enter heaven. Get the reference? The original ending of the song was, the eyes of the South are upon you till Gabriel blows his horn, you nigger. In other words, we will own you until the day you fucking die. And probably even into the next life. So there's no question that the song, at its root, is racist as fuck. The question is, has it been rehabbed enough to where we can sing the song now without bringing up old wounds. But again, long story short, my personal opinion, I don't give a shit. Because again, you cannot take away my experience. I can't speak for the other Longhorns. I can't. But what I can tell you is whether they play it or not for me is irrelevant. I am a graduate fucking letterman and I work my ass off for it. Play the song, great. Don't play the song, I don't care. You cannot erase what I did at that university, whether you play a song or not. So that's how I feel about the eyes of Texas. And before we move on to another topic, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. We're going to hit on fuckface Rudy Giuliani. Now, I've bashed this guys for quite some time, but now I have my own podcast, so now I can really rip him a new asshole. Rudy Giuliani sucks ass. All right. It, when you voluntarily get into bed with Donald Trump, metaphorically or not, you are an asshole. You are a fucking asshole. Y'all remember that fucking, and I remember commenting on it, and I had to retract some shit because I jumped the gun. But the whole uh, the Borat movie, yeah, I, I, I was not aware originally that Rudy was not aware that that was. So she posed as a kid, if I'm not mistaken. But fuck it. My point was he, he was lying. At the end of the day, whether he knew that was a minor or not, he was fucking lying. And I've told y'all on Twitter, I'm going to tell y'all now. I have done more interviews, local, state, 
nationally televised interviews. I know how this shit works, right? You, they were very rarely gotcha level interviews, not on that level. You know what time it is. So they give you the mic pack. It's about twice the size of a pager. There's wires. You drop the wire down your shirt. You hook it on your pants. At the end of the interview, you, the subject, you reach down your shirt. You pull the wire. You unclip the pack. You unclip the uh, microphone. You hand it back to the interviewer. There is absolutely, positively no fucking need to lay down on a bed and rocket your your hands down to your dick to get the damn microphone off. Rudy Giuliani was trying to fuck. And hey, I like fucking my goddamn self. I'm a little sad right now, but hey, fucking's cool. So I'm not hating on him for that. I'm hating on him for fucking lying about it. If you wanted to get your wiki wet, Rudy, just say it. Fuck, no one cares. But he lied. And it's not just that lie. It's that he worked for a liar. And here's the thing. Guess who's strapped for cash? Rudolph fucking Giuliani. Now, when y'all remember when it was time for the whole <clears throat> shit show of, what was it? Oh, Trump actually won the election. It was fraudulent, blah, 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 blah. He became Trump's personal attorney, just like Michael Cohen. Remember that guy? He charged Trump $20,000 a day. Do the math on that. There's 24 hours in a day. What the fuck is that? Thousand? I'm so bad at math. It's more than what I make in a month. Fuck me. Those are NFL salaries. Guess who's asking Trump for his money? Guess who's not going to see a fucking dime? And here's the thing, gang. If you want to know what someone will, God damn. Rudy's got, Rudy, I'd ask for that fucking money too. (laughs) Shit. I was just showing a figure. God damn. But look here. If you want to know what someone will do, look at what it is they have done. Trump has got a long-standing history of employing people and walking on the bill. Y'all, y'all remember when the philosopher known as Barack Obama was campaigning for Hillary? Y'all remember that? I mean, and I loved it because it was raw. He took off his presidential hat for just a second. <clears throat> And if y'all seen Key and Pill, which I'm just now starting to get into, y'all remember Luther, his anger translator? He got a little Luther in him. Again, this was not the, the polished Barack that we're used to seeing. And he was straight up was like, do you guys really think this is going to be the people's champion? That this guy has got a long-standing history of fucking working people to death and then walking on the bill. And you really think he is going to represent the common person. Now, not enough people watched that fucking speech because they voted for Trump. The majority of people who voted for Trump under any other circumstance, we'd call them dumb as fuck. And boy, did they earn that title. But again, it's not just that he walked on Rudy's bill. It's not that. And again, that's a high-priced attorney. What he normally does, gang, He'll work when he builds his hotels and all that other shit. It's those people that he is stiffing. Those people who have mouths to feed, 
They're not living at fucking Mar-a-Lago. They probably wouldn't even be qualified to empty the trash cans there. He's walking out on those people's bills. He is constantly throwing people under the bus. Remember for four years, Mike Pence could do no fucking wrong. What happened on January the 6th? He threw his ass under the bus. Right? And again, and I'm bringing this up for a reason, gang. Donald fucking Trump, eight bankruptcies, walks on bills to the common person. This was the person running this country for the last four years. And you want to know why we're in the shitstorm that we're in. So again, if you want to know what someone will do, look at what it is they have done. And I'm still talking about Trump for a fucking reason. His influence is still here. I've told y'all before, he still has a better portion of this country who still thinks he won. And by he won, they won. I said it last episode. What do you call a failed insurrection? A fucking dress rehearsal. These assholes are going to do it again. You still have assholes like Josh Hawley kicking up this same bullshit he did on January the 6th, still claiming that he's being censored and canceled. Have y'all seen his social media following? That guy's got millions of fucking followers. He's a regular on Fox News. You know, the station that touts to be America's most watched. He gets audience with CNN. He's continually bellyaching. You know what this is like? You can't tell me if I catch you smack dab in the middle of flapping skins. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. I just told. If you know the phrase flap skins, you are not a fucking millennial. That, oh, fuck me. I feel old. And because I said flap skins, hold on. You know what time it is. Delicious. Gin and truth and getting old. God damn. I can't believe I just said that. But if I see you in the middle of flapping skins, you don't get to complain that you're still a virgin. You're not. You are flapping skins. You are inside of somebody or someone is inside of you. You can't have millions of followers on social media. You cannot be a regular on primetime television and call yourself censored. This guy is pushing the same bullshit that Trump did. And it's this unearned victim status. Again, gang, I'm going to keep talking about it. Wear your cup. Buckle your fucking chin strap. The fight hasn't even truly fucking begun. Again, it, it, there's no question. I mean, how many times did we get to hear that Rudy was being paid or getting going to be paid 20 grand a day? Trump walked on it. He even said something along the lines of, oh, well, I would like to, but but what? Pay your fucking bills. We all have to. Some of us, it's a lot harder than, for, than others. And he always brags about how fucking rich he is. Pay your fucking bills. But again, this was the guy who ran our country for four years. His minions are still the fuck out there. So again, to all of you who probably aren't listening to this show, But if you know someone, ask them, when are you going to wake the fuck up? When are you going to realize 
that Trump was bad for this fucking country. His minions are still around. It's not just Rudy. It's not just Josh. It's not just fuckface Ted Cruz. It's not fucking just, I, I, I love saying this guy's name. Fuckface, Tucker, Mac Swanson, Mac Neal, Mac Klansman, Mac Rebel Flag, Mac Robert E. Lee. Fuck him. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. Fuck, fuck Carlson. It's all of them, gang. And they are still around. And they still have a voice. And they're still doing this bullshit-ass movement. So, gang, I'm looking at the clock. We're pushing up on the 29-minute mark. You know their drill. You know the routine. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm going to freshen up this motherfucking cocktail. Then I'm going to come back for round two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. Let's go. Right, I'm black. All right, so I just left off bashing the shit out of Rudy, Trump, assholes. Now we're going to move on to the meat of today. Fuckface Richard Holtorf. And I don't even give a shit if I'm saying this racist asshole's name correctly. Now, 99% of y'all are right now asking who the hell is fuckface Richard Holtorf. There was a video that circulated yesterday on Twitter that I had to watch 900 times to make sure I saw what I thought I fucking saw. Colorado legislator, I don't even know what he was talking about, and I don't think anyone gives a fuck. As he was talking... I do believe someone from uh, one of his co-workers, another legislator, interrupted him, said something. His response was, hold on, Buckwheat. Now, he <laughs> turned his monkey ass around to sit there and say, hey, that's meant as a compliment. Let, let me dive right into this bullshit, gang. First and foremost, if you're old enough to remember the little rascals, the, the Buckwheat character was the personification of the Piccaninny character. The big smile, eating watermelon and fried chicken, the big eyes, the nappy head. I'm quite sure that was the character for 1940s. The imagery of Buckwheat Again, it's like the eyes of Texas. There's no question it's racist. The, the imagery of the beloved character Buckwheat is racist. Now, again, it, it, I don't care what he meant. He meant that shit. That's racist. That is absolutely racist. Now, the big problem is he told that person Basically, you're not allowed, not basically, that you're not allowed to be insulted, that you're not allowed to be offended. 
And gang, that, that has got some historical foundations in this fucking country, and it is beyond fucked up. Again, hashtag another work reference. I remember getting into this discussion because ever since I was a child and I found out that the name Redskin was literally a dictionary-defined racial slur, I never understood, probably because I grew up in the South being called nigger ever since I was five or six years old. So I was like, why is there a football team named after pretty much the Native American equivalent? And again, just in case there are any holdovers, not that it matters because they changed the name. I mean, again, I know I'm right and you know that I'm right that if you were to name a franchise today, you would not name them Redskins. You just wouldn't. And again, I remember having this discussion at work on more than one occasion. And there's one that stands out in mind. This was one of the whitest white people on the planet that has ever whited. Tall, slender, literally blonde-haired, blue-eyed. And I remember having a discussion with this person, and this person literally said, it doesn't bother me. Who gives a shit? You've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) I'm so glad that as a white person, you are not offended by the name Redskins. But I've got a great idea. Why don't we ask our Native American brothers and sisters? They may be a little bit pissed off that, again, the Native American equivalent to nigger is a sports team. And I don't know if you guys realize this. Realize this. If you're my age, you remember it's one of the most iconic commercials ever. The don't litter campaign. The Native American in the pit in the video, you remember when he turns his head and it's the singular drop as they say, don't litter. Hashtag he's not a Native American. I mean, fuck me. Eat the most I one of literally the most iconic commercials out there. How many memes have been made on the back of that? And they couldn't even be bothered to find an actual Native American. I don't know. We're in America. You probably could have found one or two. But again, you don't get to control how other people react to racist ass bullshit. I mean, I've said it before as well with uh, uh, the whole, you sound white. I mean, fuck it. Gloves are off. I'll at least say this person's first name. And it's somewhat of a quinkadink because I'm going to say this person's name again, just someone else. Sharon. I had a Sharon at work and she was one of the last people. Oh, she learned a valuable lesson that day. You can believe that. You can absolutely believe that. But she called me white. She said, I sounded white. And I told her, you got to fucking stop saying that. You know what her response was? What? It was a compliment. And I ripped her a new asshole right there on the spot. And I told her, it's not a compliment because your standard of black is so low. I mean, fuck me. All I did was to complete a simple sentence, you simple bastard. Step your fucking game up. I I didn't cure COVID. I didn't bring peace to the Middle East. I didn't balance the national budget. All I did was do the exact same thing you would expect out of anyone who's gotten further than the sixth fucking grade. But because of my skin tone, you you really thought, 
I, I, I referenced that fucking rapper. I don't even know his fucking name. Right, again, he, he's got the phone, uh, the microphone right on his mouth. You know what I'm saying? 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 And when I don't sound like that, you give me a standing ovation. So, again, you don't get to tell me <clears throat> that I can't be offended. Now, the back to fuckface, Klansman, fuckface, Richard, Richard Spencer, Holtorf. Again, his, I truly believe shit like that comes from people not wanting to face their own issues. Because again, having to find out that maybe you said something racist, maybe you actually have some racist beliefs that you didn't realize were racist. It takes work. And the first step is admitting, yeah, maybe I'm part of the, the problem. Maybe I actually am the problem. So it's easier just to turn around and tell that person, oh, stop being sensitive, you snowflake. Don't tell me not to be sensitive Maybe you should take a look at the man in the fucking mirror. And it's just it, it's easy to dismiss a marginalized group. Right? What, what do we always the stereotype about women? Right? And instead of listening to their actual complaints, their actual issues, what's the stereotype? They're just being hysterical. Ah, she's probably on her period. It, for us guys, how easy is it to dismiss a woman's issues? By either blaming it on that time of the month or just that stupid ass stereotype that women are hysterical. Instead, we men need to turn around and be like, yo, maybe I'm fucking some shit up. I've already told y'all, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. A short redhead on her tiptoe, she came up to my chin. Intellectually, she beat the fuck out of me. And you know what? I deserved every last syllable and I'm glad she did and I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit I sat there and I took it and I internalized that criticism and when I sat there and I reviewed every word she said you know what my thought was she's right but how easy would it have been for me to say oh, uh, what 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 is it darling what you are you in your period I would have been an asshole I don't get to tell her that her feelings are not legit. And when you sit there and you say things like, oh, easy there, Buckwheat, it was a compliment. You are dismissing someone else's legitimate feelings. And in this country, it's kind of built in to dismiss the feelings and the complaints of black people. But what's, what's one of the common comebacks I always get? Right? Look how good you've got it, Robert. Why are you complaining? Everyone likes you. Right, you play college football, you sign an NFL contract. That's why it's easy to dismiss like Colin Kaepernick's complaints. Right? What do they always say? Right? You got you make 19 million a year. What do you got to complain about? It be it they do that so they don't have to face their own bullshit. Y'all remember, and I know to keep what was that little girl's name? Ah, uh, fuck me. I'm looking right at her. Well, I don't know why I didn't put this in my fucking show notes. Uh, Megan Markles, y'all remember her when they divorced the royal family? Her and her husband, whose name I can't fucking remember, but they divorced the royal family. And I guess there was some interview with Piers Morgan, and I guess they were worried <clears throat> because it's a biracial kid 
I guess the royal family was really worried about the skin tone. And uh, y'all know the fucking story. I don't care. Well, people were beating this shit at a Piers Morgan marked off the fucking show. Y'all remember that? Do that hissy fit when like two fucking black anchors. This is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. They had two black anchors telling white ass Piers Morgan what the problem was. And Piers Morgan was basically saying, ah, fuck it. I've known the queen for years. You don't get to say that. And they're like, yo, you bastard. You don't get to comment on our experiences. And he basically intellectually did the exact same thing that Richard Fuckface Hortorf did. And that was, you don't get to be offended. I'm telling you how you feel. Well, Sharon Osbourne's monkey ass, and when she was talking about it because she was defending Fuckface Piers Morgan, Cheryl Underwood, hashtag she's a Zeta, hashtag she's my soror, Phi Beta Sigma for life. Telling, first she was jumping on Cheryl, and then she really jumped on her, raised her voice and said, okay, well, tell me how you feel, but save all your fucking tears. She's controlling someone else's emotions. She doesn't want to face her own shit. Richard Oldorf doesn't want to face his own shit. Piers Morgan doesn't want to face his own shit. And so they will tell us, the minorities, this is how you are going to feel when I shit in your face. It's a lot easier just to push this shit off to the side. It's a lot easier to tell the woman she's hysterical or she's having her period. It's easy to tell black people you're overreacting. I mean, fuck me. How arrogant do you have to fucking be to ask a black woman, a black anybody about their experience, but don't you dare cry when you do it. That, that's not racist, gang. That's inhuman. I mean, again, again, I, I, I will bring up what I do for a living again. What kind of monster would I be if after one of my self-defense seminars, and again, as usual, at the end of one of the big seminars, you're always going to get a handful of women. who's like, you know what? I think I can trust this guy. But more importantly, I... The female, I feel strong enough to talk about it. What kind of monster would you guys call me if one of those ladies came up? It's like, Robert, I would like to tell you my story. Ugh. Oh, okay, okay, Susie, but just save your fucking tears when you talk about the night you were gang raped. Please notice how not a single one of you cracked a fucking smile. And if I would actually do that, I would officially be called the worst self-defense instructor in the history of women's self-defense. And no, that is not an exaggeration. No, that is not a reach. Telling someone you can't be offended because I called you buckwheat. Okay, Cheryl, you can tell me about your uh, experience with racism, but don't you dare cry about it. Now, I think I mentioned earlier with fuckface Richard, fuckface Holtorf. That it may or may not have gone in the direction of an African-American person. Hashtag, I don't give a shit. What have I told y'all about my boy, Simon? Here's the deal. If me and first and foremost, whoever did. Okay, quick, funny story about me and Simon. He's about as decorated of a martial artist as I am. I've 
maybe have posted a picture. He's half my size. We have fought before lots of times. I'm pretty sure we broke about even. <laughs> There'd be days where he couldn't walk because I kicked him in the thigh so fucking much. And then the next day, I'm trying to write something because he's a lot better at the small circle stuff than I am. It's like, oh, my wrist, my arm. <laughs> and so, I mean, let's just say he can squab. But we were driving once in Colorado, and I don't know the rules of Colorado. But if you're a big car, big truck, it's I think it's just kind of courtesy, if not the law, that you pull over on snowy days so that the faster cars can get in front of you, right? And I'm trying, how did that work? But there was a big van in front of us. This fucker pulled over. And Simon, as he's uh, driving by, because I don't drive in the snow, he rolls down the window and gives him the wave of thank you. This guy speeds up, catches up to us, rolls down his window, and calls us both, you lose it faggots. Loser faggots. For about six seconds, the, the anger in that car was palpable, gang. You could have cut that shit with a knife. And then we both started laughing. <laughs> it's like, do you does he not realize how much anger is in one car? How many different degrees of black belt are in this fucking car? <laughs> but they, they, fuck me, we could have oh god, that was a funny moment. But back to Simon. If he and I were out to eat and someone fucked around and called me buckwheat. Now, first and foremost, that person probably is saying that with the bazooka. Because, again, I'm not a small guy. But before I could draw a breath, I'm pretty sure Simon would have been off in that person's ass before I could even stand up. So my point is, even if this dude didn't say it to a black person, he probably said it to an ally, someone who's down, someone who understands. It's their role just as much as mine to stand up for that shit, to stand against it. So that white person, let's say that was a white person, they were well within their bounds to say, what the fuck did you just say? And even if he told that white person, yo, you know, calm down. It's a compliment, Buckwheat. That white person is just as much in the right of telling that white asshole, shut the fuck up. So again, it's it's their way of pushing self-examination off just one more day. And again, possibly having to admit that they're part of the problem. And how about this? Don't tell fuckface Tim Scott this. He still thinks that this isn't a racist country. Again, it's, it's how many more times, and I said this when I talked about fuckface Tim Scott, Tim Cook, Tim McDonald, Tim Sellout, Tim, I put raisins in potato salad. I don't give a shit what his last name is. But again, this, this is the guy who still thinks that there's no racism. But I've said before, how many times do you have to be slapped in the fucking face before you realize the person you're dating is an abuser? How many more of these videos, how many more of these firsthand accounts do we have to continue to hear before people like fuckface Tim Scott realize that, yeah, maybe America is a little bit racist. And if your only bar, and I've had people say this to me before, right? Well, it's better, isn't it? You want a fucking cookie for that? I mean, again, it's what, what makes me a good uh, doggy dad? Well, I didn't come home and kick Bubba in the ribs today. Hey, asshole, you're not supposed to. 
right? Again, it's so, well, I've never been a slave and I've never owned one, so get over it. Do you really want a pat on the back that you don't own me? Is that your standard for America not being racist? Hashtag step your fucking game up. Hashtag step your fucking game up. Again, how many more of these instances, gang, do we have to see? Do we have to hear? How many more police shootings? How many more fucking uh, uh, voter suppression laws have to go into effect before this country fucking realizes, or I'm sorry, that the deniers start to realize maybe this place is a little bit fucking racist? Now, again, Uncle Bobby presented a shit ton of problems. Uncle Bobby is going to give you all of his motherfucking solutions. Starting off with Fox News. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You spend more time bellyaching over Mr. Potato Head. People changing the name of rides at Disney World. Snow White. All this bullshit. Make, making stories up that Biden's going to make you stop eating hamburgers. You spend more time on that than real issues like voter suppression. There is no threat, none at all, to your fucking Second Amendment rights. It's kind of like Christian persecution. If a funny how you guys think that's called persecution, it's not. Your Second Amendment is so under attack that people are walking into fucking cafeteria-style restaurants holding fucking bazookas. Fox News, shut the fuck up. You spend more time belly aching with fake outrage than you do reporting on actual fucking issues. Jake motherfucking Ellinger is not a problem. I just want to say his name one more fucking time. To his family, I know this does not help for shit. But the Longhorn Nation, yeah, I'm about to cry. The Longhorn Nation is behind you. Jenna, I cannot even begin to imagine what the fuck it is you're going through. We live in the same town. We know the same people. If you need me, I don't sleep. <laughs> Give your boy a ring. Give your boy a ring. I, I am really, really sorry. Moving on. Fuckface Rudy Giuliani. Shut the fuck up. I, I, I do not shed a tear. I do not shed a tear that you are broke. I do not shed a tear that you actually thought a man who has a long-standing history of shortchanging people who work, for, be it a janitor, construction worker, or an overpriced attorney. What the fuck made you think that you were going to get paid? Seriously. There's, there's, I'm going to completely fuck this saying up. But it's about if your relationship was born of infidelity, right? If he cheated to get to you, he's going to cheat to get away from you. You see what I'm saying? He fucking Trump has never paid a bill a day in his life. Your arrogant ass thought, yeah, you were going to be special, didn't you? Jack, I hope to God that you go to the fucking poorhouse. You are as stupid as you are fucking crooked. You thought you were special. <laughs> Mother hey, let me quote my grandmother. Ain't no one in this house above an ass whooping. 
You you really thought I'm I'm over here laughing. You really thought you were gonna get paid. Fuck you. And last but not least, Richard fuckface, fuck him, fuck Mac Klansman, fuck Richard Smith. Hold tour for however you say your fucking name. The, the great news is you said that during a legislative meeting. But let me tell you something, Jack, and let me tell all you assholes this. You think you are bulletproof, and you are not. The only thing that saved you from being carried out on a stretcher is that you said it during a legislative meeting. Again, I I know y'all think y'all are bulletproof, but you're not. One day, one day, and this is not a threat. One day, you're going to buck up to the wrong black person. I promise you. And I like I retweet those videos of white people getting choke slammed. And what do we? Oh, Robert, if that was, yeah, I'd say, shut the fuck up. You don't think I don't know I'm committing a crime when I choke slam the shit out of you? Hashtag I don't care. But go ahead, keep calling us buckwheat. Go ahead, keep calling us niggers. Go ahead, keep telling us we can't get upset at you slapping me across the face. Go ahead. But one day you're going to say that to the wrong black person. You're going to pick the one person who doesn't feel like being your buckwheat today. You're going to pick the one person that doesn't feel like being your nigger today. We're tired of dancing for y'all. We're tired of playing the fiddle. We've told y'all, cut this shit out. <laughs> you don't want to listen. So again, for Richard Fuckface Hortorf, shut the fuck up. Keep your mouth shut. Stop insulting us. You've been warned. Gang, the big guy has held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. That hashtag that was anticlimactic. I played the wrong song. Hopefully this one works. Gin and truth. Let's go. Let's go.